Hi, I'm Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, builds your faith and challenges you. Hello Church and anyone else that might be listening to our little Bible reading. Uh, my name is Taylor and I'm one of the pastors at the church here. And uh, we are on to a new book. And so that's exciting. Philippians. We're on to Philippians. And it is, again, a book written by Paul. So the church in Philippi was actually the first uh, Christian community, people of Jesus, that Paul had started in Eastern Europe. And that story is actually told in Acts 16. And and so this place, um, Philippi, is full of retired soldiers and a whole bunch of people that are giving a lot of, um, I suppose, pushback against these new Christians. And so Paul is again writing from in prison to, one, thank the people of Philippi because they've sent him some money and provisions, but also to, again, encourage them in their pursuit to live a life of faith. Unlike some of his other writings, Colossians and Galatians, he wasn't writing to the church of Philippi or the Philippians um, because of crisis. Again, like I said, he was writing to them to express his appreciation of the way that um, they'd cared for him and the Philippian believers. They were actually um, bankrolling or really supporting them. And so he's writing to them to encourage and thank them for that. Philippians chapter 1, Heavenly Joy, from Paul and Timothy, both of us servants of Jesus, the Anointed One, to all the devoted followers in Philippi, including the pastors and to all the servant leaders of the church. May the blessing of the divine grace and supernatural peace that flows from God, our wonderful Father, and our Messiah, the Lord Jesus, be upon your lives. My prayers for you are full of praise to God as I give him thanks for your great joy. I'm so grateful for our union and our enduring partnership that began the first time I presented you the gospel. I pray with great faith for you because I am fully convinced that the one who began his glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's no wonder I pray with such confidence, since you have a permanent place in my heart. You've remained partners with me in the wonderful grace of God, even though I'm here in chains for standing up for the truth of the gospel. Only God knows how much I dearly love you with the tender affection of Jesus, the Anointed One. I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure bringing you into a rich revelation of a spiritual insight into all things. This will enable you to choose the most excellent way of all, becoming pure and without offence until the unveiling of Christ. And you will be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness that are found in Jesus, the Anointed One, bringing great praise and glory to God. I want you to know, dear ones, What has happened to me has not hindered, but helped my ministry of preaching the gospel, causing it to expand and spread to many people. 
For now, the elite Roman guards and governing officials overseeing my imprisonment have plainly recognized that I am here because of my love for the anointed one. And what I'm going through has actually caused many believers to become even more courageous in the Lord and be bold and passionate to preach the word of God, all because of my chains. It is true, there are some who preach Christ out of competition or controversy, for they are jealous over the way that God has used me. Many others have pure motives. They preach with grace and love filling their hearts, because they know I have been destined for the purpose of defending the revelation of God. Those who preach Christ with ambition or competition are insincere. They just want to add to the hardship of my imprisonment. Yet in spite of all this, I'm overjoyed. For what does it matter as long as Christ is being preached? If they preach him with mixed motives or with genuine love, the message of Christ is still being preached. And I will continue to rejoice because I know that the lavish supply of the Spirit of Jesus, the Anointed One, and your intercession for me will bring about my deliverance. No matter what, I will continually hope and passionately cling to Christ, so that he will be openly revealed through me before everyone's eyes. So I will not be ashamed. In my life or in my death, Christ will be magnified in me. My true life is the Anointed One, and dying means gaining more of him. So here's my dilemma. Each day I live means bringing more fruit into my ministry. Yet I fervently long to be liberated from this body and joined fully to Christ. That would suit me fine. But the greatest advantage to you would be that I remain alive. So you can see why I'm torn between the two. I don't know which I prefer. Yet deep in my heart I'm confident that I will be spared so that I can add to your joy and further strengthen and mature your faith. When I'm free to come to you, my deliverance will give you a reason to boast even more in Christ. Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ, which reveals him to others. Then, when I come to see you or hear good reports of you, I will know that you stand united in one spirit and one passion, celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. And then you will never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that rise up against us. For your courage will only provide as a sure sign from God of their coming destruction and that you have found a new life. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ but also to suffer for him. For you have been called by him to endure the conflict in the same way that I have endured it. For you know I'm not giving up. Wow, what an amazing piece of scripture from Paul. Let me read to you again uh, verse 2 as the prayer. May the blessing of the divine grace and supernatural peace that flows from God, our wonderful Father and our Messiah, the Lord Jesus, be upon your lives. Today, church, friends, as you go about your day, whether they be good or bad, just like Paul, may you know that God has it all under control and he's working in your lives. Have a great day. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, why don't you subscribe so that you can listen daily to our Bible reading. 
Want to follow along with our full reading plan? Jump on our website at www.therock.net.au slash Bible. 